Steve, let me ask you a personal question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a mother, Steve? I do indeed. Fantastic. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we all do, but I'm sure you're a good son and you love your mother, don't you, Steve? Uh, uh, the best. I'm like legendary. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, I got a tip for you. You can really win Mother's Day. Win your mother over on Mother's Day. Cement your reputation as this really good son. Give your mom an Aura digital picture frame. Have you heard of these things, Steve? Yes, I have. They're loaded up with decades of photos. You can just like hook them up to the phone and then you get the photos running through it, kind of scrolling through it. You've seen these things? Yeah, they're great. They're really cool. Yeah, and you can get everything. Uh, and Pictures of your mom, pictures of whoever, your family, your brothers, all, all these things. Things. They're a wonderful item. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code word ChinwagPod at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This is Paul Giamatti speaking. And this is Stephen Asma. And this episode of Chinwag is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is indeed, Steve. Let me ask you a blunt question. Do you ever feel stuck, Steve? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you ever feel kind of stuck in the mud? Every day, my friend. Yeah. Every damn day. And then what happens is you get overwhelmed because you're kind of stuck, right? True. As I get older, and I am getting older, folks, I may not look it. You may <laughs> think, oh, he's like Dorian Gray. He's going backwards. Yeah, wow. Wow, he's, he's, he's going backwards. I am getting older, folks. It's hard to believe. The thing I notice is how important it is to maintain a balance. You know, I guess you'd call it work-life balance. I don't think I'm alone here, but therapy's helped me do this, this balance. It can help you find equilibrium. It can help you feel more empowered in the decisions you make, the boundaries and priorities you set. It's good in that way. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sometimes that's hard, right, to find the right person. So this helps. You can change. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash chinwag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash chinwag. I, don't, I feel like I'm allergic to something in my own apartment. I really yeah. do. I don't even want to know what's. I, yeah, I don't even want to know what's growing in my old apartment. Because uh, maybe your cat. <laughs> well, I've got cats growing in my own apartment. Yes, but I don't even think it's them. I think before then, I was constantly feeling a little, a little backed up, a little, <laughs> a little, you know, nasally backed up. <laughs> And uh, and and uh, so I'm constantly clearing my throat. Excuse me, <clears throat> everybody All those out there. Books are yes, shedding. Probably. Like, uh, probably. You, yeah. You've got God knows what they're thousand. shedding. How many books do you think you have? I don't even want to speculate. It's Above, like probably. Yeah. What, what do you think? What would you guess? What I would say is it is like 10,000 reasonable? Probably. 10,000. I would, I would 10, say 000. maybe. Maybe. You should reinforce maybe. the floors uh, in your, uh, par in your the, apartment. The, the, the shelves start to sag. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's a mania. 
with bibliomania, it's a genuine thing. It's like mm. it's a it's a collecting mania thing. It's for real. I haven't read. I mean, I've read probably like uh, one one fiftieth of probably all the books in here. It's yeah, that, but you could you be know. reading an article and it could reference like uh, some obscure author, and you'd be like, "Oh, let me see if I have that." Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's true. And that is kind of the goal is that I'm like, oh, I happen to have something here about that. Yeah, which is like I wanted to make a fucking library, which is just psychotic. Uh, this is Chinwag, by the way. We're oh, yeah. To, yeah, sorry. This is, uh, this is welcome to, welcome speaking to of mania. the Chinwag. Yeah, speaking of mania and maniacs, this is the Chinwag podcast. Welcome uh, to it. Uh, this week, it's just going to be uh, Stephen and I. A special, uh, I was going to say solo, but that's not solo. It's a duo. Duet. Just a, a duet. A duet. A duet. A, a pas de deux, <laughs> as, as it were, <laughs> to borrow from the world of the ballet. Indeed. Um, yes, indeed. Um, oh, God, the ballet. Gosh almighty. Do we need an I won't episode go into on the this ballet? Now. I won't, well, <laughs> could be interesting. I won't go into this now, but as a child, I was once in a ballet, and I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, man. And I'm not going to elaborate on. on that, and maybe someday I'll talk about that. All right. I was, in a, I was in a ballet as a child. Um, yes, it's just going to be you and I, and we're going to be talking about what they call mass panics. Mass, mass panics. Is, mass hysteria. Yep. Mass delusion. It goes by a number of different uh, titles, but I think it that's does. all, that's basically where we're going to get into some interesting examples, the classic Orson Welles, War of the Worlds, radio Correct. play, stuff like Correct. that. Correct. Things like that. But also some more obscure things and then just what, you know, this it, it relates to recent. a lot of things. More recent. It's still yeah, going on. More yeah. recent, very much so. And then, you know, as usual, we'll try to, Related to larger issues and themes in in the greater world, <laughs> indeed, right, Steve? That's, <laughs> really, that's what we're all right. about. Like, <laughs> dig into the dig into the relevance. Um, but before we do that, of course, we urge all of you to visit Apple Podcasts and other platforms to reviews. Uh, Good reviews, review. please. Review and or rebuke. If you want to rebuke us, you can do that too. <laughs> Save Review that for an rebuke. email, maybe. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> keep that. Keep that just between us. If you really want to take us out, like, yeah, keep that. But go and rate us and review yeah. us, and please write. Yeah, emails, and Instagram, uh, uh, Instagram, all I these think things. We're on, because yeah, Twitter and Threads and all that. Yeah, are we on Threads? Are we apparently we are making a movement in that direction. That is the cutting edge. Yes. We are on the absolute cutting edge. <laughs> but also, you know, people need to check out these animations on YouTube because- Correct. We are also on our animator, YouTube. Holy God. We have tremendous animations that go with the audio version yeah. of the show on YouTube, uh, drawn by- um, The great uh, Alex created Sokol. by Alex Sokol, like outstanding, beautiful yeah. animations that go along with the podcast on YouTube. So uh, please, please- uh, Please indulge us by doing that and indulge yourselves. Yes. <laughs> um, Avail yourself of that wonderful <laughs> opportunity. Indeed. Uh, so here we go, Steve. This yeah. is uh, this mass is hysteria. this is where we're going to move on to now, which would be mass hysteria, mass delusion, mass panic. And my first query to you, Professor, uh, is: Is there a difference between all those things, or do they all fall under the same title of? psychogenic illness or yeah. psychogenic illness. Are they different things? I think like you're right. Psychogenic is the more, is a broader umbrella. It just means sort of origin in the mind and it includes a lot of stuff under it. I don't think that psychologists and sociologists have a very clear 
you know, universal use of the terms. But if you mm-hmm. if you look at the word hysteria, actually, this is kind of interesting. The word hysteria yeah, comes from the Greek word. Origin. It yeah. means uterus, basically. Yeah, the h- hysterectomy. His- yeah. Hysterectomy and those things. Hysteria means womb, I think, yeah. in Greek, so, right? Yeah. It it and people know that it got turned into a kind of word, a sort of a term of abuse or prejudice mm-hmm. um, against women, like in the early psychoanalytic tradition, and mm-hmm. the idea was that you know Victorian women were suffering from something called hysteria, and they needed ah. you know maybe sex would help. This kind of this uh-huh. sort of a bad is that theorizing. so is that so is hysteria a word that has its origins in the nineteenth century or does it go further back? Oh, it goes. And they just they just yeah. adapted it. They adapted. Interesting. It. Yeah, it ah. goes way back, and there's reference to it in the ancient world too, as a kind of. But it, but women are going crazy. Yeah, that women were going crazy, yeah. and now it's it's no longer considered a professional term, you know. Mm-hmm. But the the, the diagnosis of hysteria went down in the starting in the twentieth century as the diagnoses of anxiety and depression went up. They went uh-huh. like directly. You know, uh-huh. inverse to each other. So, but it was just a matter of semantics. They took on a yeah. different word, probably. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, that's good. And it me- it means basically like you're having an uncontrollably, uh, uh, an uncontrollable like emotional experience, basically, mm-hmm. is what, what they used it to mean. Ah, Whereas delusion is more like a, uh, a false belief. So, you, uh-huh. you know, you're paranoid. You think somebody's out to get you. Uh-huh. And then hallucination you know, is sort of can be auditory or or visual. And I think uh-huh. in the case of schizophrenia, you have uh, higher levels of auditory hallucination where you hear voices, whereas I think in certain kinds of drug use, you get more visual hallucinations. But apparently. schizophrenia is a term that's not really widely used anymore, is it? Is that is that like a blanket term? But that I, 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 I was my understanding, that's not really a word anybody uses anymore. I think like they, some people... Uh, no, I think it is still used in certain professional circles, but I'm not going to swear to it. Um, mm-hmm. I hear professionals use it. Um, yeah, I, don't I know. know. It's funny. I've heard it sometimes too, and it jumps out at me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. aren't we not supposed to say that anymore? I, th- I always thought it was a kind of, it's, it has such it has such derogatory yeah, connotations. There's a general term like uh, they call it psychotic illnesses. I don't know that that's mm-hmm. any better. Right. <laughs> the, 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 I know, yeah. You're not psychotic. You're just psychotic. You're just psychotic. Listen, no, listen, <laughs> to put your mind at ease, you're simply psychotic. Yeah, don't don't so panic. Much so much yeah, better. Yeah, this is, no, 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 no. He's not schizophrenic. He's psychotic. Yeah, no, that's true. Not really, not much better. But that's, so it's, that's interesting. So del- delusion and, mass delusion and mass hysteria are different, but they obviously both lead to panic. Yeah, they, right. they can both lead. To they panic. can lead to panic. Yeah, yeah. Although not in all instances, as we'll ta- as we will discuss, yeah. there are some of these. We're we're interested in some of these things like the beetle beetle mania and Elvis, yeah. which are things that aren't necessarily don't have the connotation of panic or fear in them, but they have this idea of mass sort of movement of people joining into this incredibly uh, energetic, intense experience yeah. en mass. Yeah, it's like and, a and, weird and that social the dynamic. Of, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's interesting. So those are the, this is the basic idea: is sort of a shared sense of kind of, of fear over fear generated by this intense emotional experience that's shared by everybody. Yeah. And if it's right. if it's a delusion, then there's the added ingredient, which is that you're having a false reality that it's an erroneous 
It's not reality. And so would like a classic example of that, which is the which is the Orson Welles radio broadcast of 1938 of the War of the Worlds broadcast. So good. Which is so good, which I used to listen. I used to have an LP of that when I was really? a kid. <laughs> yeah, that I'd listen to <laughs> over and over and over, over again. <laughs> over. My grandfather remembered hearing it on the radio. Oh, my grandfather live. could. Yeah, wow. my grandfather remembered hearing it on the radio. And fortunately, I can say to honor my ancestors, he was not stupid enough to believe it was real. <laughs> Although I shouldn't say stupid. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, he was not, he did not believe it was real. He there was not go. that he was stupid or anybody <laughs> stupid for having believed it. It's just that he didn't buy it. But that's an interesting one because that's where Orson Welles did this very clever version of War of the Worlds on the air that was aired as a real radio broadcast, at least yeah. for part of it. Was that didn't you know, they like interrupt this, fake broadcasting yeah, or something? He, yeah, they they faked the fact that they were interrupted. They had said, you know, if anybody would listened to the beginning of the show, they would have known that it was just a play. But it was this thing of kind of this. It's an early version of this kind of docu mockumentary kind yeah. of thing. It's this yes. sort of like which I always wonder if it's one of the first instances of that because before in in radio or something, I mean, people would hoax people in in print media but no i don't wonder if anybody had really done anything like this in radio before that's a great question because radio was still relatively new yeah you know yeah um, and you could do it in print but it's not the same um, no i i always wonder that if it was the first if it was one of the first instances of somebody doing that at all i remember people. watching um when i was in high school i think is when that great uh, what's the heavy metal send up mockumentary spinal tap came spinal out. tap yeah. And I remember thinking, this is the most hilarious thing ever. And I watched it with a friend of mine who was a heavy metal fan. And he was like, I don't well, get it, man. These guys aren't good. And I'm like, no, it's kind of a joke. And he's like, what do you mean? Well, you know that they said they went out and played concerts and were like, people are coming to this people like we're didn't an actual realize. band. Yeah, people, well, there you go. There's a weird delusion or not, or a mistaken assumption about yeah, something. Yeah, it's a mistake, I think. But the War of the Worlds thing is interesting because it's like there people were wrong about it. And so it's like there's a panic happening, but there's also this delusion happening too yeah. that it's re that it's real. So it's like both things kind of. But then look at the you know at the, in terms of the timing, Hitler is on the march in Europe in '38, and people right. are freaking out about real stressors, you know, geopolitical yep. stressors. Yeah. And so you put that together, and it seems like yep. it must really. That seems you know, to be a people. theme in this stuff that there's kind of social, cultural, political stress happening to people yeah. that gener that helps to generate people being in a position to already be kind of ready to go off because things are not great. Things are bad. Yeah. And another, another element of that one, which at that time and everything, is the, the force of the media then kind of exacerbating it. In this instance, you're actually getting it from the media source. Yeah. He's gaming the media source, so it's already really fucked up because this thing you're trusting not to lie to you about the news is telling you that the fucking Martians have landed at Grover's Mill or whatever the fuck, at Grover's Mills. And it's like, so that's really, it was really clever of him yeah. to induce, I mean, he didn't mean to induce the panic, but the idea that he was, because I think in a lot of these panics, the media doesn't help. No, As that's right. usual, the media, yeah, the media doesn't does help. Not help. No, but the it media doesn't help. The media ramps the stuff up, and sort of that kind of cycle, that thing that kind of cycles things through. Well, did you hear people. that the they they did it um, a few years and later by the in way, the forties? Everybody, everybody. Oh, they, they, they did a similar in, in thing? in Ecuador. It got so much worse in Ecuador. They did it in the forties in Ecuador, in Quito, Ecuador, 
And the guy before he he actually a guy got, did a Martian yeah, invasion pod. He got really? Orson Welles's actual radio play, and he just put it on in you know Spanish. I didn't and know this. Changed the names, and but he here's how diabolical he was. He <laughs> ran fucking stories in the newspaper the week before oh, about wow. fucking spots on the on Mars and shit. And then now this is a guy deliberately oh, doing totally. this because because he'd witnessed the panic already. Yes. And it got totally out of hand. Now, who was it? Was this the was this uh, the or Ecuador's Orson answered Orson yes. Welles? Was he <laughs> like the, the Ecuadorian Orson, Orson Welles? Of, of Ecuador. Wow, think of that guy. That I guy's know. fascinating. I want to know more about. He this was almost guy. killed. What happened was they people ran en masse to churches to Yeah, and hide. by the way, the thing that happened for anybody who were talking about this is that it created a mass panic. People freaked yeah. out when Orson Welles did it and started trying to they flee their, their homes. Yeah. And I think people, somebody killed themselves, I think, that, maybe. That's there were the legend. I don't know if that one was were, true. But. Yeah, but anyway, so in Ecuador, in Quito, Ecuador, yes, so he, this so, happened and it was worse. And it was worse, and the military actually mobilized and started to go to where he said shit was happening. <laughs> Holy and then, shit! Then, like, when they they finally got on the radio and said, like, hey, it's a fake. It's a joke. Get this. They stormed the radio uh, studio, oh, then, and they fucking burned but, it to the ground. <laughs> I shit you not, no, and six people died. because they were pissed or because they yes. thought maybe they were lying? Or no. the, oh, my God. Well, I don't know. Maybe wow. all of the above. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. about this. Seriously. This is crazy. <laughs> is it crazy? I've never heard about that. And that's amazing. And there you go. There's a guy utilizing the media to deliberately fan the flames of it yeah, and stuff like that. And it's not like that hasn't been used by other people probably in history to fan panics. I mean, you know, uh, you know, the Nazis are doing that in a weird way. They're yes. causing a kind of mass delusion that they're then fanning about, you know, Jews and stuff like that, I suppose. I yep. suppose it's Radio arguable stories, in a weird way. Pamphlets. They're using the media um, to create newspapers. this hysteria about yeah. things in their pop their own population. So I suppose it becomes a well, this is for this is this is to be discussed because this is a whole thing I have about that we're all living in constant mass panics and mass delusions. Well, that, that's but, I think that's really true. Yeah. Very much yeah, I the do too. nightly but news. Here's what's, but here's what's weird to me is that you can go back, and this is and this is something that super interests me. You can go back to before there's any of this media like this, to the Middle Ages when a lot of this, and I'm uh, sure before this there were crazy panics, the Romans and the I'm sure everybody, but in the Middle Ages there were these not uncommon manias and mass manias, mass delusions, mass yeah. well, I don't know if they're delusions, but mass panics that were that all fall under the blanket term of dancing manias. Oh. And we're talking in the fourth from the 14th to the 17th century, these mass <laughs> movements of people having these crazy physical reactions and being unable to stop dancing. They can't stop dancing. They can't Holy stop shit. dancing. And 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 it would sort of was almost like it, it was contagious. It would move from from small villages to towns and I mean thousands of people Fuck. marching through towns just like freaking <laughs> just out and dancing and shit. And <laughs> and there were there were efforts to <laughs> gyrating. There were efforts to stop it by playing music, which made it worse. <laughs> Because people thought if we play music, if we get out there with our sack butt and our, you know, with all of our like, you know, crazy what stuff. What a horrible way. way to... Yeah, but but that it was only making it worse, actually. 
And um, well, were they like were they poisoned or were they it, well, picking but this it is up? What's fact, just well, I th- no, I don't think. Well, this is interesting. So you 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 had different versions of this, and again, it's almost like culturally determined that in a lot of like what's now Germany and France and stuff like that. No, it was this kind of like you were having the there was it was demonic possession. There was uh-huh. all these theories about why it was happening, um, but of course, a lot of it's happening around the time of the Black Plague and plagues. So again, there's these stressors. Like social people. stresses, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, but there's, it's interesting that in Italy, it was slightly different. They had these things in Italy and Southern Europe, more kind of southerly. They had a different thing. And in their opinion, it was tarantism. It was people had been bitten by tarantulas. No and way. And it was this whole crazy fear that there were tarantulas, which I'm like, were there tar- I thought tarantulas are like Quito, Ecuador. I was like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. think tarantulas were like Europe. Aren't they kind of a tropical or subtropical? Not that I'm sure they couldn't get to Italy if they wanted to, but but I'm like, it's so funny to me. But that was their big thing. Was really? that it was tarantulas, tarantulas, which is I think where the word tarantella, the dance, oh, which is wow. a kind of dance and a kind of music comes from. I never. That's, that's that people were having these, and I think people thought. But any, isn't that weird? But that, that was not in in Northern Europe. That was not a. That thing was only they in Southern. Europe. Yeah, these things are very specific. Like you could have a general response, which is under stress, human beings will do some fucked up, you know, body gyrations. But then the local culture sort of dictates like, um, and then there are these kind of healthy special coloring to it. Yeah. Yeah, Like you were saying in Germany, they had the the Valpurgis night, you know, which is like to celebrate St. Valpurgis, you'd kind of go apeshit crazy just Which like is Halloween, basically, isn't it? Isn't or it kind of Halloween? Ha- yeah, it? exactly. Well, Halloween but isn't Halloween come out of Valpurgis Nacht? Isn't Halloween? I, re- maybe not. I don't know Are the history related? of Halloween like I should, but it it is God like. God damn you! God <laughs> damn you! <laughs> what kind of horseshit chinwag is this? What kind of fucking philosopher do you call yourself? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I know. man! God, I wrote a but book it's, on but monsters. But it's a kind of witches Sabbath, <laughs> night of witches, night yeah. of yeah. You did. Yeah. You wrote a fucking book on monsters, and you can't tell Let's me about Halloween. <laughs> Jesus, no, but you're right. But then people kind of formalize it and make it a thing of like, okay, we can go batshit at these yes. certain times of the Structure year. Structure it for this time of the year. Yeah, you that know, you can go, go crazy. Batshit. Which yeah. goes back to Romans were doing that. I think. Thing. Yeah, they were having these carnivals where people, and then the Romans just generally everybody just <laughs> then they just shit yeah, Rome. let's make it. <laughs> and it was just like everybody go crazy all the fucking time, <laughs> and especially you like, emperors, especially the emperors, you're invited to go crazier than anybody. <laughs> Nero, <laughs> yeah, let's just. But they did sort of like that's interesting. I mean, even the games could be seen this way. What the game, you know, the Roman games might be seen as a way of getting emotional like pent up emotions that are unhealthy out of your system. So then you can go back sure. to your life of structure. Well, I suppose you could repression. say that about sport and things like yeah. that in general. That's and hysteria and happens things. in like fucking, sure. you know, football you have, games and stuff. And you definitely Hooligans. have some of these things we're talking about. There's, there's, there's riots and panics and stampedes yeah. and stuff, right. and concerts or sporting events. There's a lot of that. Yeah. There's you a know, lot of those things happen. We should maybe, let me just say one thing about contagion, because I think it's important because you can't, I think you can't understand the the mass, the spread of it 
without the contagion component. And we now know that I'm going to try to redeem myself because I didn't know about Halloween. Yeah, that would I know be something nice. about okay. Contagion. That would be good. Here we go. Okay. It's not, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a small, it's not as good as knowing about Halloween, but go ahead. Yeah, let me Tell do me it. about let contagion, me do what I can professor. Okay. So you, you and I have like uh, what we call like mirror neurons, which is these, there's part of our brain that observes like, um, like let's say I'm, I'm grabbing something like a piece of food with my hand and I can see it mm -hmm. with my eyes, but I can also feel it with my motor system because mm -hmm. my hands are grasping it. And what they discovered in Italy actually uh, about 15 years ago or so, they noticed they had these monkeys all hooked up and they had like little electrodes into their synapses. Mm -hmm. And they found that when a monkey is like eating a grape, let's say, there's a certain part of the brain that's lighting up. But then mm -hmm. they noticed that, oh, when the monkey just watches somebody else eat, the same exact um, neurons ah, fire. And so they began to do more experiments and they found that uh, primates and mammals like us, oh, fascinating. we fascinating. mirror what's happening in another person. So if I see you getting really afraid, I actually catch the fear in my own brain, yeah. Which makes total sense. Is that an explanation? I'm, 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 I'm serious. Is that an explanation for yawning? Maybe yes. why people like it, exactly yawn right. when they see somebody yes. yawn, and then they like, wow, that's really crazy. It also explains porn. Like, uh, okay. this is, here's a okay. left turn wow. for you. Holy cow. That's <laughs> speaking yep. of mass hysteria. Every, uh, okay. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, see, Go ahead. if you see someone else getting aroused, you will actually start to get aroused. So I've heard, right. I've never seen porn, but I'm told okay. that- uh, That's good. <laughs> that's how All it right. works. That's good. Yep. Yeah. You want to maintain your standing at the university, Professor. Right. You don't want to, okay. Um, but that's that's really interesting. And that certainly explains, I mean, because there are all these explanations for the dancing mania thing of it's, it's- um, it's a weird epilepsy. It's oh. it's some kind of, it's some, there's some, but it's interesting you say that too. Because there's a weird thing in both instances of this that the color red in Northern Europe and the color black seemed to drive people crazy really? when they saw it. But it's odd that for me that like you say that and you think, well, all it took was a couple of people to freak out at the color red for everybody to start freaking out yeah. at the color red or the color black. Or to just see somebody dancing out of control yeah. and to get that fear. So the contagion is not just a physical, it is, it's physically based but psychologically takes yeah. effect. It can be wow. like, here's an example that shows you the emotional part is if your mother, wow. when you're a baby and your mother smiles and is also like giving you like a caring touch or you're being Didn't fed. happen with me, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Didn't, don't know we what need, you're talking about, we but go ahead. Show on, we need a show <laughs> we need on a whole other show. Yeah, whole not, other show. Not, <laughs> not in my experience, but keep talking, Professor. Okay, so most people's mothers would smile when they're, you know, but Paul's yes. mother would frown. And no, if you have a correlation like that where the smiling face comes with a positive emotion. Equals, right, yeah. Then, you, then whenever you see people smile, you get a little nice warm feeling. Wow. And it's totally because we're so conditionable, like we're mammals. That we condition. makes so much sense out of a lot of this stuff we're going to be talking about. Yeah. That's I amazing. So. Stephen, I have an alarming bit of trivia for you. This is really, this is, yeah, this is kind of gross. So buckle up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this alarmed me. Did you know that traditional bedsheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat, Steve? Come on. That's disturbing. That's disturbing, isn't it? 
You can get the acne. It can get you the stuffy nose. It can bump up the allergies. It's awful. That's gross. It's gross. I had no idea. Well, Steve, Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. I'm telling you, I, I got these sheets. I wake up and I feel a little bit clearer. I feel cleaner already, Steve. I feel clean as a whistle. It's, it's not a joke. And that's good. They make the perfect holiday gift. All your friends and family can sleep clean with Miracle. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo chinwag at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't a 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash chinwag and use the code chinwag to claim your free three-piece towel set, Steve, and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash chinwag to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I, I was wondering if you want to give like a, a I know this is a classic example. You're the only person I know uh, who knows so much about the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Well, now Do the you Mad Gasser to? of Mattoon, sure. We can get to the Mad Gasser okay. of Mattoon. I mean, in some ways, this is going to be just a rundown of, of favorites because it's like, I just love <laughs> a lot of this freaky shit. Favorites. My freaky favorites. Because I do. But the Mad Gasser of Mattoon is later. And it's, and again, it's one of the, it's 1940 in the 40s, 44 oh. or something like that, I think, in Mattoon, Illinois, which I guess is in sort of south central Illinois. Yeah, I think. it's you would, kind you, of near, it's yeah. south of Urbana-Champaign. I've driven by uh -huh. it before. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a small town, small city in, in Illinois. And in the 40s, again, there's stressors because it's World War II is going on. And, you know, the, a lot of the young men aren't in town and stuff like that. There's a lot of sort of women living on their own and older people and stuff like that. And I think there was even like a chemical factory or something or a munitions factory or something nearby. So it's like that contributes to it yeah. too. But starting uh, in sort of April of 44 is this people begin experiencing, there's a couple it starts with a couple who are in their bedroom, they're asleep, it's nighttime, and they suddenly smell something strange, and they can't move their legs, and they experience paralysis in their legs. And this, in over like only about a two-week period, begins to catch on. So both of them experience it? They're like, I can't Both move. of them experienced it. Both of oh, them experienced okay. it, I think, I believe. And then I think maybe that night or the next day, it began happening to more people. And it's oftentimes it was women. And th there is some thinking that 
off sometimes in a lot of these del- these mass delusions, and they're they're kind of crazy fainting panics at girls' uh, schools oh, and yeah. places. I mean, there's all these kind of examples of not all the time, but there's certain. But in this instance, a lot of the people, a lot of the people experience it were women, although men did too. But this begins to happen: per- strange smells, paralysis, nausea, dizziness, vomiting. All these kinds of things begin overtaking these people pretty early on. One of these people says there was a guy at the window, tall man dressed all in black with a tight fitting skull cap. It's not hat carrying, man. And as it's not hat man, it's not a big hat, but it's interesting because it it sounds like hat man, it sounds like spring heel jack, mm. it sounds like all these Some archetypes. It sounds like slender something. man, it yeah. sounds like all of these like archetypes of like a creepy man, a tall man in Can't black. Can't make kind out of the thing. face kind of thing. Can't yeah. make out the face. He's some witnesses will say he's carrying one of those kind of like insect sprayer kind uh-huh. of like big sort of like some people will say he's got a thing like that with a rubber tube on it. People are discovering holes in their screens and are thinking he's like oh. and so but there's always a smell and there's always and it begins to increase. So the idea is he's what? sticking like a, a gas into he's, the he's room gassing and people gassing by, them by in the room. Gassing okay. people in their room. One woman finds a handkerchief on the uh, porch when she comes home, smells it, and has all this stuff happen to her immediately. Oh, really? And nearby is found, and this is one of my favorite. I cannot believe I know all this shit about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nearby, you know, look at me. I'm not even looking at notes, am I? You can see. <laughs> no, you are. Nearby, it's all nearby from memory, is found, everyone. Nearby is, fi- nearby is found a well-worn. Nearby is found a well-worn skeleton key and an empty tube of lipstick. Nearby, and some of the people claim it's a woman and not a man oh. in black. And oh. some people begin to play it's a woman. There's got to be a movie made about somebody's uh, make a movie. Me. Believe me, I would. It would be great. Footprints, all kinds of weird shit. People, but it begins to get really out of control. And part of it again is media. It begins mm. to hit newspapers in the oh. area, and everybody starts pushing it along. And does it go the, national the, or it stays? It, local it goes national. Okay. No, it goes national. And Vigilante squads. I think the National Guard may have even come no in. Shit. I can't remember. But it's only about two weeks. And people are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and I mean, and it's bad. And it, it takes over everybody. And then it stops. It just stops. And just so and it's, it's just like a two-week, one month. Just kind about of thing. two weeks, it kind of stops. And nobody's ever quite sure why it stopped, what caused it to stop, but it just stops. And it's an interesting one because it's like it's a it's a kind of case study that people really love for studying this mass hysteria the and the media as a part of it, and it's used in psychology textbooks as a prime example of this stuff. After you told me about it, I had never heard about it. After you told me about it, I do see it crop up like along it does. with the witch trials. Yeah. It's like the mad yeah, gasser. It does. It's like, like oh, it's a really, okay. but it's such a great. Yeah. I mean, mad <laughs> gasser random. of Matoon like so is not a, the title there's no alone. better. Yeah, there's no better <laughs> title than that. But but there is some thinking. It's interesting that, you know, was it mass hysteria? Was it driven by the media? But there is, I will not lie to you, some thinking by reputable people that maybe something was actually happening. There is some thinking that maybe somebody like did a, do something once a or twice. Or yeah. a, like a government experiment, like let's see what this does to people and we can mm-hmm. run a program on it. Possibly. You know? CIA Possibly. There's shit. some thinking that it was toxic waste maybe because I think there was some sort of, it was maybe a munitions factory or something. And there was sort of waste being dumped around this place, which they also think oh. maybe it was that. But toxic it's got a lot in of interesting 
Was anybody permanently too. hurt by this, or they would they would always get their that legs I don't back know. That's and, an excellent and all question. That stuff. That's an excellent question. That I don't know. I have a theory as to why. Okay, like almost every theory I can think of as to why this may happen more to women is probably not good. But here's a good theory oh, as to are, why. Are we going to get letters happen. now? Yeah, <laughs> here come the letters. But here's my here's my theory is. Oh boy! If I'm right about the mirror uh, neurons. Yeah. The, there is a lot of argument from anthropology and social psychology that women are much more uh, attuned to social cues and empathy uh-huh. than men are. Uh-huh. That makes and sense. therefore, if anything is going to travel contagion-wise, women are going to pick it up more quickly than men are because we're like fiddling with a carburetor or so, I don't know, you know. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, is that what does it? Because yeah. we're all working on our car, Steve. <laughs> is that really where you're going with this? <laughs> I should add a better example. No, or maybe there, we're just not point. so empathetic. Maybe we're just assholes. <laughs> maybe maybe it's that. Maybe we're bigger okay. assholes. Fair enough. We have a preponderance <laughs> of the asshole gene and women don't. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I but don't there know. is there is that's really interesting. That makes TikTok, sense. Um girls are having um strong influences from certain kinds of performances on TikTok. Um, and, and and I there's actually like certain maladies like um, Tourette's. Uh, kids will share the difficulties of their lives and with the fans. Hey, here's what it's like mm-hmm, to live with Tourette's. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then some of their People fans will, will actually acquire some of the symptoms That's a, I've seen traits. that. That's yeah. interesting. I've seen that. That's really interesting. Not not so crazy sounding. And interestingly, right. again, I think about these dancing manias, and one of them was literally started by one person, by one woman. And all accounts, I mean, it's for the, Middle ages, for the Middle Ages, it's like pretty accurate. You get the woman's name and everything. I can't remember what it is now. I'm like, wow, somebody was really keeping pretty good records about this shit. But it's like from many sources, there was one person, and conceivably, it might have been somebody suffering from something like that. Yes. You know, and that that was enough at that time to freak the shit out of people yeah. because it was unknown and it was something so, you know, Yeah, what is like Saint, so Saint Vitus or Saint Vitus? Uh, that's uh, that's what they started calling of, it, Saint Vitus's yeah. dance because yeah. I think That's a real thing. Well, because well, but it is and it's and now I think it relates to a lot of like Huntington's Korea and stuff like that. Yeah, there's neurological. Yeah, that it's neural, but but I think that's because one of the first instances of it happened in some parish where that was the the church was St. Vitus's. And so he became associated with people trying to cure themselves of this. So oh. a lot of people would make these crazy-ass pilgrimage, everybody just fucking dancing and leaping around. Oh, I forget we can't see ourselves anymore. <laughs> everybody <laughs> just fucking dancing around. You should around, see Paul right now, people. Trying to, yeah, thank you. It was uncanny. It was terrifying what I was doing. Like dancing around and heading to try to get cured and you would go to St. Uh, any kind of site that was related to St. Vitus was seen, I think, too. Did people dance so much that they, like, they died, died. or they... Some people, uh, uh, that's a, that's, there's some controversy about whether people actually did die, but there's some thinking that some people did die. Yeah, I don't think I could dance for more than like an hour without like, I, I did a workout and I like, without I've been dropping? in pain ever since. Yeah, I would just really? be... Really? You think you'd drop <laughs> if you danced? Oh, yeah. Now? Absolutely. I wonder. I tell you, if I got out on the dance floor, I'd be everybody else would die, baby. <laughs> you could start a revolution, dance revolution. I'd kill everybody, <laughs> baby. I'd kill everybody. There's another interesting factor of this stuff that relates to the Middle Ages ones, which are interesting to me, which is this whole uh, and, and ergot fungi. Oh, yes, I've now, heard of I don't know that poisoning. much about this, but ergot poisoning 
is a is a thing that a lot of people think can be uh, they attribute it to a lot of crazy kind of uh visionary poetry in the middle ages these uh -huh. kinds of religious visions and stuff is that it's a it's a particular mold that grows in certain kinds of grains yeah. am i right about this yeah like i rye think rye and yeah. different cereals rye and rye sure. yeah. which I've a lot this. of these places this is what they were making their bread out of and bread was like it you ate yeah. bread i mean people you know you may have eaten a lot of other things but you for sure <laughs> ate bread yeah. in the middle ages like, you, you didn't know, eat a lot of other things you, you just didn't eat a lot of other things you maybe if you were rich yeah. you ate some fucking you like, once you ate know, a peach deer like, meat that had been yeah. sitting around for a while that somebody put a shit ton of salt on and served to the king and this was a delicacy but like but bread was definitely like and this mold grows on it and it has some active ingredient in it that's related to lsd Yes, Isn't that's it? what I've heard. It does cause hallucinations. So it causes mass hallucinations. And it's horrible, too. I didn't know that it really... Ergot poisoning can kill you. It can cause gangrene and stuff oh, like that, too. Oh, can it really? Yeah, so, so in, in a lot of these medieval paintings, you see these kind of people who look like lepers and stuff, and they think that they're actually supposed to be Holy sufferers shit. of ergot poisoning. Wow. And so that it's like that there's a similar thing. But that, you know, Hieronymus Bosch, oh, that great... Great painter. Flemish medieval oh. painter who painted these pictures of hell and paradise, yeah. and they're crazy. They're, they're really bananas. They're and totally some people nuts. are like, he was eating a lot of bread. <laughs> he yeah, his stuff eating, looks yeah. trippy as hell. Like yeah, it surrealism does. hundreds of years it before does. Salvador Dali. It's fantastic. right, and some yeah. of that stuff you look at it and you think, I don't know, maybe there's something to it. I well, sometimes don't like theories like this because it feels like it. It's, it, reduces it reduces stuff it down, down to like, if he hadn't eaten that moldy right. bread, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have had these you know, great. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be those great paintings. And so it's like, sometimes I feel a little bit like it can be reductive. Yeah, but see, know? look but at like, like uh, so how many other people ate all this Aragot bread and they just went kind of, they just had a conniption and laid down and didn't never did anything. They this just yelled guy, at their kids or yeah, something. he took it and, yeah, somewhere. Felt, he made it yeah. into something great. That's true. I suppose that makes it sort of worth it. But, yeah. but I think a little bit, I'm not sure I'm getting this right. I'm sure uh, listeners will correct me, but I believe ergot in a very small um, portion is pitocin, which helps the female give birth because it actually causes contractions in the uterus. We're all back to the really? uterus. Yeah, we've come that's full fascinating. circle. It really is. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Really? And, uh, yeah, I believe that that's true. Well, this is I don't want to die on that hill. Well, no, I don't want you to die there either, buddy. I'll be right there with you. All right. And if we're in the foxhole together in this <laughs> Some, shit. Somebody will correct <laughs> us. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully somebody corrects us. Um, but that's interesting because there's some thinking that ergot poisoning relates to the Salem witch trials. Yes. That some of what these women maybe were experiencing that led people to say they were witches was a result of ergot poisoning, yep, which heard that. is very interesting. It would explain given it. And also what you just said, too. Because like you have hallucinations. Hallucinations. That's really interesting. Paranoia. Yeah. But again... You know, that takes away from, again, men just being assholes, too. <laughs> well, men were also accused of being witches then, too. That's I know mostly too. Too. women went down for it. But if you look at the whole history of witch hunting, a lot yeah. of men were also accused of witchcraft. It definitely wasn't yeah. sort of gender specific. But I do no, think women and, and, took yeah. the brunt of it, probably. And they were called a word that I really love, warlocks, which is warlocks. a word that I really like. Yeah. That is a cool. But there was a time where I thought of changing my name to Paul Warlock. <laughs> Paul Warlock. <laughs>
<laughs> just Warlock, Man, not yeah. your body. No, that's like a stage. <laughs> oh, just like a professional name. It's a professional name. You would your I career like, would have had a different path. You I think, think so? I wonder. That's an interesting. <laughs> that's a whole other interesting topic, which is names. Like well, how yeah. much do names matter? And again, as like psychological memes or whatever is the shared thing like how do much you does think a name your name has prevented you or from the greatness i could have achieved <laughs> it has held me back <laughs> it has held me back from being at the pinnacle of my profession steve It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Koro, K-O-R-O. K-O-R-O. Is a form of mass delusion and panic that you told me you had never heard of, which I was surprised. I have surprised. not heard of that. That sounds Japanese. It, it is widespread all over the world. So we can get out of Europe. We can get out of Europe and talk about the world. Koro is a shared delusion. I mean, it can afflict, afflict an individual, but it can become mass. Okay. And it is a fear of genital retraction or shrinkage now this just happens this happens to men it, it, it can happen to women or penis theft in general oh, which apparently hell. is mostly related is mostly occurs in, in african countries wow that your penis is being stolen by like a witch by a doctor witch or something oh, for a witch. retribution okay. for a re oh, witch shit. witch yes. doctor warlock whatever and that it, this, so it is this fear that my penis is shrinking or 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 uh, retracting into my body Amazing. and it's going to disappear or somebody has stolen it and it becomes and apparently the chinese in china it's a real thing and a lot of these kinds of folk remedies you hear about yeah tiger penis and right yeah well, I've done really? some of them i've done some of them yeah are you is it Stephen osma for for coro sufferers <laughs> should we have a whole <laughs> we need you? but have you done some of those things really i've done them because only in the sense that all tcm which is traditional chinese medicine is sort of available everywhere sort yeah. of a light version like teas and roots and animal parts yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah and every time i did because i lived in china on and off for a couple of years um, every time I would do something like I was sick or I had a cold or whatever, they'd like you yeah. know, take this and here's a ground up, you know, femur tincture from this of, end. Yeah, right. tincture, tincture of this animal. Tincture of tiger penis? I mean, yeah, tiger, tiger penis is a big one. Well, they, yeah. those things are kind of illegal now. So yes, those are controlled. They are, as but they you can be. get all kinds yes. of animal parts, a lot of it, like scorpion in, in alcohol and 
stuff like that. Oh, really? And I think I told you the story about drinking turtle blood and Yeah, but it's always one that, it's always a good one to trot out again. Although actually <laughs> can never we agreed that we would never actually hear the story. Okay, you would yes. just say I'm just that you drank turtle it blood once. Okay. It's <laughs> yes, very good. But they always thought they always added on like, hey, this is gonna be good for your cold, but also your penis is gonna get bigger right. and you're yeah, gonna, well, you know, apparently it's, always it's, a, it's quite prevalent in China. I'm t I, 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 I saw that Koro is 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 actually fairly surprised me. Fairly well known. Um but Koro is just one of yeah of one of this just kind of extraordinary litany of weird things that reminds me there's a witch hunting manual by a german mm -hmm. named instatoris mm -hmm. i know where you're going you know with this. Like this yeah you remember this and he said they believed that through witchcraft yes. that you that witches could steal the penis steal your penis yeah yes. and then he tells this hilarious story where they find that all the penises have been stored in a nest up a tree. That's right. And this guy climbs to the top, and the guy That's who's right. missing his penis is like, could you fish out a bigger one? For right, exactly. And right, that's the Malleus Maleficarum. That's yes, called, that well book. done. The, ham the Hammer of Witches. The Hammer of Witches. And it was a handbook for, for finding witches. Yeah. Right? It Witch was a hunting. handbook that was like, if you need, here's how you find your witches, fellas. Yeah. Get you, here's it's your an book, amazing and it will, book. you'll know the questions to ask, you'll know what to look for, the signs to look for. Yeah, it is an amazing book. It's um, incredible. But there's so many, I just want to run down just a just a brief, because I now I will consult my notes, because it's like there's just too many. The Tanganyika laughing epidemic of 1962, <laughs> the Hammersmith <laughs> ghost hysteria, the Halifax Wait, what's that slasher. The Hammersmith ghost hysteria is basically exactly what it sounds like. Oh, <laughs> just, 18, 1803, people freaking out because there were ghosts being seen oh, okay. in that part of London okay. and everybody freaks out. Um, the Tanganyika laughing epidemic was in, in what is now Tanzania in 1962 in missionary schools in Africa. The children having these massive laughing outbreaks that oh, wouldn't just, stop. They can't stop It went on for weeks, laughing. hysterical laughing. Wow. And again, they think it's because, as I said, like I just said, it's going from Tanganyika to being Tanzania. And so there's political stresses going oh, on. Oh, colonial. And a lot of it, uh, yeah, and a lot of it was fighting. Independence, and... exactly. And a lot of it was missionary schools. So you oh, have this conservative shit. colonial culture raising these kids. And at the same time, I mean, this is an interesting theory. That's very interesting. You have all these new, new ideas and ideas about independence from all this shit. So they think that that's, yeah, I wonder if, on it. if you feel stress and you have no way to express it because of political or social constraints, then maybe the body, it just has to go somewhere. And so it just comes out of the body in this weird sort of yeah. deviant way, like yeah. laughing, dancing, totally. hitting yeah, people. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Except here's one that I really love. The Seattle windshield pitting epidemic of 1954. <laughs> <laughs> That's what not, is, who is the that? Seattle. I came across this because I was doing some research about this. Not like I know everything about this. And I was looking and I came across the Seattle windshield pitting epidemic of 1954. People starting to be like, wait a second, there's weird holes in my windshield. Oh my God. What's happening here? Vandals. No, no. It's sand fleas. No, no. It's cosmic rays. And as the media got a hold of this, it got crazier and crazier. Oh, it spiraled. Is it radio frequencies from the new crazy giant radio tower oh, they just built outside of town? Yeah. And it spiraled into this crazy thing because of people finding all these little holes in their windshields. It's wow. 1954. Abruptly stops again, which is weird. 
Because maybe the media loses interest. Right. And maybe then it like, after two weeks, they're going to lose interest if nothing's They're going to go on to something else, yeah. And a theory, too, about that is that people, people for the first time were looking at their windshields <laughs> and going, oh, there's a lot of, people were like, what? You mean there's holes? Right. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And looking at their windshields and starting to freak the fuck out. They were always like, there, in other words. They were always no. there. It was yeah. one of the things that people were saying. It's like, you've always got whole little pits in your fucking windshield, especially in 1954. Yeah. I'm sure the glass was like <laughs> right, less. Far less like, you know, <laughs> shitty glass. And it's like you're getting all this. But I love that. I'm like, the fucking Seattle? That's fucking crazy. It's so specific, you know. It's got so the year, specific. the town. But this <laughs> brings us up. Now, we can't, because we don't, but this brings us, actually, we should get to the 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 most current one that we're experiencing. What's that? Which is Havana Syndrome. Oh, yes. This which is, is very currently, interesting. Which is current to us now. Yeah. Is so, actually, we are, we have, we have been, all of, all of us have lived through, which might be ongoing, I'm not sure, a great example of what some people are calling a mass panic or mass hysteria or mass yeah. delusion. Describe what it is. But there's for conflicting who don't know. there's conflicting thoughts yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Too. And it's so but it is in Cuba in what was it, twenty twelve, maybe, I think. I think it's uh, all something in, like that. It's all in the last fifteen years, maybe last, even ten years. Easily, yeah. The last ten years or so. Cuba We've opened up to Cuba. All of these government workers, State Department, military, Defense Department people in Cuba begin to experience strange headaches, yeah. nausea, dizziness, strangeness, motor problems, yeah. motor problems all of these kinds of things. And it becomes a huge, I think there's, uh, and then it begins to crop up in other places too, all over the world. And usually like diplomatic offices within other countries. Embassies and people. Embassies, yeah. But even so far as people in D.C. claiming it happening mm. and somebody working right near the White House, I think people working right near the White House claiming it's happening. Yes. And, um, Thousand, a thousand people. I think a thousand documented cases. Oh, is that, that or something many? like okay. that? Yeah, and so it's it's bizarre. It's puzzling. Uh, people claiming that they're hearing weird sounds, kind of strange, like tones, uh, tones, and things like that. Some people, if I remember right, saying they're in the room, and in a certain part of the room they hear it, and in another part of it they don't hear it. Oh, so this whole idea that it's a directional sonic weapon begins to develop. Okay, and that it's like a that gun it's, that's shooting a sound, some kind of um, thing wave. That's, yeah, that's that's actually damaging the brain or something. Or, that's or doing something to the brain. With the brain. And then there's a that's lot a of theory. investigation if this goes on. And there's some, as I remember, there were some highly reputable institutions testing this up and saying, yes, people's brains are swelling. People are experiencing something unique. People are experiencing something that we don't know what the explanation for it is. I yeah. don't know if it's unique, but they don't know what's causing it. Well, I think the, the I think that there's like a certain, it's like sort of like the UFOs too. There's a certain number of them that have been explained by other underlying medical conditions or phenomena, mm -hmm. but then there's another a uh, number yes. of them, let's say it's one third, which yeah. are currently unexplained. And so they're yes. open to this theory that it could be a weapon. And there's enough of those going on that it's like, yeah. you know, that, yeah, that it, that it causes some. Um, but some people say psychosomatic, right? Some people say right? it's in the head Which is of what a lot person. of people say about these ones. There's, yeah. And as we were saying before, there's a lot of these things happen at sort of schools where there's like mass faintings or mass. Yeah nausea or people having headaches or people like, and that, that this seems similar in that it's like, you know, but what's interesting is it isn't, it's, 
Yeah, it's one person experiencing it on their own. It's not you're not around a bunch of people that it's happening to, which is interesting. But but then you but can anyway, talk to that others. That it's a similar. Yeah, then you can talk to others, and that can start to happen. And so I think the you know the 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 CIA and the defense and national defense have said it's not. There's nothing that we can determine is happening, but they're still saying they want to help the victims of it, which is mm. which is good. And in fact, there's a thing called helping American victims affected by neurological attacks has been oh, set really? by the government, which is an acronym. Havana is the acronym. Seriously? I and, didn't know. Yeah, I did not hear Helping wow. American victims affected by neurological attack. Can you imagine being the guy who <laughs> oh realized he could make an acronym that was Havana? He's like, that I'm was going a for good a day of work for that guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy, the intern who came in was like, oh my God. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, totally. The fucking Capitol Hill intern who's just like, oh shit. Perfect. <laughs> Well, that was a ton of fun. We really hope you enjoyed this chinwag. Thank you for listening. Uh, we have bonus content coming your way in a few days, so please keep an eye out for that. And don't forget to like us, follow us, rate us, and review us. All that kind of good stuff. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, wag on. Oh, my stars, Steve. My stars and stripes, we have some exciting news. Shall we tell them? We should reveal that Chinwag is hitting the road again and going on a West Coast tour. Yes, that's right. If you missed us in your fair city, truly, friends, don't fret, don't fear, don't have a panic attack. <laughs> Do not panic. We will be recording live Chinwags in May in Los Angeles, Portland, and Seattle. Yes, in L.A. we'll be at Dynasty Typewriter on May 14th. You can go to chinwagpod.fm slash Los Angeles for tickets. And on May 16th, we're going to be in Portland at Revolution Hall. For those tickets, go to chinwag.fm slash Portland. And we'll be at Town Hall, the great town hall in Seattle on May 17th. For tickets to that, go to chinwagpod.fm slash Seattle. You do not want to miss this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be mighty, mighty. So get your tickets at chinwagpod.fm, and we will see you there. Come on out, waggers. Come out, waggers. Come out. <laughs> Come out of hiding. <laughs>
go to chinwagpod.fm and find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. <laughs>